0: Harry Potter Buck Rogers Penny Arcade The Wheel of Time Unicorns The Guild The Beatles
1: Portal
2: Star Wars
1: Doctor Who
2: Lord of the Rings Eureka Hey guys, it's time for another Confessions of a Fanboy. Today I have my buddy Thomas from Ireland, all the way from Ireland. Welcome to the podcast, Thomas. Thank you. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little about yourself?
0: All right, well, I'm Thomas from Ireland, like you said, (laughs) and uh, yeah, I've I've known you for quite a while. Um, Yes. Together.
2: We met during Comic-Con. Met met you in Comic-Con through through the the Guild. Through the Guild. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, Became fast friends. Yep. Uh, What else? I'm a software engineer, so I work with computers with computers. very true.
2: And uh, you're into, uh, was it Taekwondo?
0: Taekwondo, yeah. Yes. Yep.
2: Big in the martial arts. Martial arts. Yeah. You have a black belt?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah. How long have you been doing Taekwondo? Taekwondo. I started Taekwondo when I went to university in. Show my age now. Um, <laughs> I won't 90, say. I know how old he is, but I won't say. Yeah. 90. It's
2: been a long time. Yeah. Probably 15 90, so. years.
0: Yeah.
2: Very cool. You are a geek. Yep. Yes. Well, this is this podcast is going to be about uh, genre stuff, not sports or music. This is a yeah. This a, is about a, like, a geeky yeah, TV movie stuff. TV movie. But let's go ahead and start with let's start at the very beginning and tell me how you became a, a geek or a fanboy.
0: Okay. Um, it, it it was later on. It it wasn't from an early age anyway. I mean, you know, I read fantasy novels that sort of thing. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, I liked them. It wasn't what I would call, you know, real sort of fanboyism or anything. Yeah. Um, and I got into Star Trek next gen whenever it was on daily repeats mm-hmm. on T V. Um but again it was the sort of thing that I you know, if I missed it it didn't bother me. It it wasn't that I wasn't that obsessed about it. I I did then later later on get much more obsessed about Star Trek and yeah. started buying all the stuff. But um at that early stage or early stage, it wasn't that early. I was in um secondary school, which uh, you know what the age is I you know, like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, what started my uh, fanboyism, if that's what you want to call it, uh, was Xena, Warrior Princess. Nice. Um, it used to be shown on RTÉ, which is an Irish channel, um, uh, during the day. On a, you know, it, it was really inappropriate for you know. I mean, it, it, it's not it's not the most violent show or anything, but it was shown like at two o'clock. Yeah, they have much. Uh, they're they're not as strict about their. Their policies on TV yeah. in Ireland, or they used them to be at that time anyway. They're probably tightened up a wee bit now, so yeah, they used to show those sort of shows at you know afternoon on a Saturday afternoon, when yeah you know yeah everyone was watching, but that's uh, for some reason that grabbed me more than anything else did. Was that the, the
2: first show that you actually made a point to be home to watch?
0: Yeah, that that's the show that I I, I was actually discouraged by. Some it was my brother um, at the start. I I started watching. I thought. I th- this is really good, I, I quite like this. And he came in, he didn't exactly laugh at me, but he said, no, actually, you're wrong, that's rubbish. And I went, oh, sorry, I, I made a mistake. Obviously, this is rubbish. Yeah. And I believed him, so I stopped watching it. Cause, really? Yeah, I stopped watching it for about six months, I think, at the just time. Just because your brother said it was bad? Yeah. I, I, I don't, and he was younger than you, because yeah, you're the oldest. Yeah, so. the oldest <laughs> yeah, But it was this thing, yeah, he, he just, you know, he, he obviously didn't see what i seen in it. And yeah. for some reason, I just... Yeah, whenever he said, "Oh, that's rubbish," you know, I sort of like, okay. yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll I'll not watch that then, you know. And we went back to watching the A Team and all the <laughs> 80s stuff because Irish TV at that time it was oh, there was a lot of 80s repeats. We don't have much original content in Ireland. It all comes over from the UK and then you know the US. Yeah. Um. So you know, like there's yeah at that time there was all Airwolf and um, A Team and yeah. Street Hawk and all. all those. Oh, I remember all this. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, for about six months, I completely missed out on all the ones that have been shown there. And then for some reason, I got back into it. I can't remember. I just watched it again. And then it sort of clicked with me that, OK, so he doesn't like it, but I do. Yeah. And from then on, yeah, that that's when I started watching it obsessively. And it was sort of, um, you know, at that time, we didn't have the internet at home. That was you know, I didn't properly have the internet until I went to university yeah. to study computers. So like I said, I'm a software engineer, I studied computers at university and that was my first introduction to the internet. Um, so getting access to, you know, anything outside of what was shown on TV was next to impossible. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, went to university, sort of continued, that was probably shortly before I graduated what you call high school here, I guess, was secondary school for us and went to university. And uh, yeah, from there, then I just got access to things like, you know, the internet, which other, yeah. is, is, is a great source for finding other people that like this stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, why do you think Xena was the thing that just caught your eye? Cause I've watched it and I've enjoyed it but yeah. I couldn't say I've seen every episode of Xena
0: I don't know it it was um... I mean th- there was a fantasy element to it not, I was going to say yeah not, is it the yeah, fantasy the it, action I, I love the fantasy I Xena love the herself. action as herself well. I mean Lucy
2: Lawless is gorgeous
0: yeah although Gabrielle was more my <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> a, that's uh, and you know it, it was yeah it was Gabriella sort of caught my attention, and even still, I maintain, and a lot of people do, that her her story, yeah. her evolution throughout the seasons, was what captured most people, mm. and that was what really made it for me. Yeah, because Zena, if you look at her at the, the start of the first season and the end of the last one, she did change, but not so much. But not as, dramatically yeah, like Gabriella. Yeah. Dramatic, yeah.
2: yeah. All, now, do you remember all, where you started with Zena?
0: No, it was it it was later on. Um, I mean. It, it, I'm trying to get a timeline in my head here because I'm trying to remember because I know it, it was still showing after I graduated university for a while. It it, it stopped. It was cancelled shortly after that. So if I was watching it before I went to university, it must have been the early seasons. You know, season okay. one, season two, and um, probably season one actually immediately before. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I don't know how far behind we were in Ireland at the time as well. It would have been you know, at least a season. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 all just starting to blur time wise. <laughs> but yeah, it, it must have been early on. But you have gone back and you've seen every episode. Now. Oh yeah, I mean what happened was I found um I found some guy, uh again this is before movie downloads and TV downloads and all that sort of thing, illegally or illegally. Yeah. Um I found somebody who used to duplicate tapes, videotapes, mm-hmm. and he would post them to you. And because I used to do this with Hong Kong movies as well. Yeah. I was a big Hong Kong movie fan. And uh, I used to, it, again, before, you could just go on Play.com or Amazon or something like that and order yeah. any movie from yeah, anywhere, yeah, yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, you had to find people that would duplicate tapes. And I remember those. Yep. But I found somebody I would do with Xena, and I basically sent him a ton of money and said, give me everything you have. And that's what he did. He just, you know, it, it was recorded off TV yeah. in the UK. And I, I think I got... I got the entire first season anyway, and I remember whenever I got the first season I was uh, there's twenty four episodes in the first season, and then it went down to twenty two for some of the later ones. I watched all twenty four episodes back to back
2: Wow, I took
0: eighteen hours oh
2: my God so I
0: got like pizza and Pringles and <laughs> coffee and bottles that wasn't oh, just you, just me on my just own. You. yeah yeah, and I just i watched all twenty four episodes back to back
2: you're probably in heaven
0: and yeah, yeah, and uh so after that, yeah, it was it was straight on and, and give me more. Yeah. Um, now were there episodes that you had not seen? Oh yeah, yeah. I just it it got to the point where I was seeing bits and pieces and things weren't making sense and I thought, right, I need to do this yeah. properly and yeah. I want to see it from the start and I want to know everything. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, because you know, Xena's so, an
2: ongoing story, so yeah, I can imagine picking it up in the middle of the season.
0: Yeah, the, the earlier seasons were you know you you could watch it episode to episode, but. Y- and you would still enjoy it, but you miss things. Yeah. So even from yeah, you the wouldn't get the whole compass of the story. Yeah. But
2: it's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I watch, like I said, I watched Xena yeah. on and off, and I would just watch episodes here mm-hmm. and there. And some of the stuff, I'm like, I have no idea what this is yeah. pertaining to. I mean,
0: later on, it got very much. You, you know, you were going to miss out on. It got more serialized. Really, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I, you know, like I said, I just, you know, and that that's why I differentiate between that and something that, you know, if I miss an episode, it didn't matter. Things like Star Trek at the time. Yeah. Although I have gone back again, watched Next Gen. Yeah. Right through.
2: Yeah. But uh, Zena was the one Zena that. was the
0: one that sort of changed everything for me in being that, you know, I had to go online then, find other people that liked it. Yeah. Uh, Bush was one of the big uh, websites uh, that, you know, they, they, they didn't, it, it wasn't just a website where somebody was. You know, writing about the episodes, that sort of thing. they actually wrote almost uh, what you trying to make it very academic. Some of the papers on there were really in depth and wow. really well thought through. Um, that you know you could probably pass for an academic paper yeah. about some aspect of Xena. Yeah, yeah. And then other things were just you know people's opinions yeah. and that sort of thing. But wish was the place to be. Wish. Uh, wish. W o o s h. Oh, wish. Okay. It was a play on the sound that her chakra makes when she threw it. You gotcha. Know, the whoosh. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah very cool
2: um so uh, uh, cause I know you like other things obviously you've mentioned Star Trek and you you're a big Star Wars mm-hmm. fan and you you know you're uh, an equally rounded geek I mean Xena yep. isn't your only thing that you not
0: like. no no I mean th- that's what started a lot of other things for me as well um because after, actually, I can continue on from there. It's a, it's a longer story. Um, after I got those early episodes, it was all that was broadcasting in the UK. Yeah. I don't know if they stopped broadcasting or stopped buying them in from, uh, was it USA Networks You to show here? Channel, Channel 5, I probably
2: know. Oh, yes, Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah it, so. was, it
0: was produced by USA. It was a syndicated yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Um, it got to the point where I had to find somebody in the US because they weren't being shown in the yeah. UK. So your guy uh, couldn't give you copies he anymore. He couldn't give me copies anymore. So I found somebody in the US to actually record them and post them over. And I went out and I bought a video that would, a, a VCR. That would play that would, Region, that would one. Play region yeah. 1, Not only play Region 1, but convert it because playing is one thing, but actually converting it because a lot of the projectors and TVs and stuff couldn't handle Region 1, so oh. the video could. Uh, it was a bit awkward. Over, I mean, everything works Region One over there now, but yeah. at the time it was quite difficult. So I went out and bought this VCR. Specifically well, you really to went all out for this. this, and then started to find other people around there that would uh, that were interested in Xeno just around around, your, around Belfast, yeah. yeah. And i invited them out to my house to uh, you know, just watch these episodes before. Yeah, the, and these the, are like the people you
2: found online on yep. the computer.
0: Yep, I found them online. I, it was real old school as well because I I, I stuck a notice or a, a, a thing on. Uh, a notice board in a sci-fi shop in Belfast, oh. asking for you know anyone into Xena, and I got a couple of replies from That's that. You awesome. know, step my phone number from it yeah. on it, and yeah, uh, got a few replies from that. So I met a few people like that, invited them out to my house, and we used to sit and watch these things that came from That's America. So cool. Yeah, um, and which I'm sure was exciting for them because was, yeah.
2: you yeah. went through all the hassle of yeah. getting them from America yeah. and converting I was waiting them three
0: or four weeks at a time, so yeah. that there was enough to fill you know a three-hour cassette.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Uh, that was good and then that expanded into you know once that outgrew grew my living room that expanded into us hiring so it and getting, got bigger and bigger it got bigger and bigger and I ended up hiring a room in a hotel to and, uh, like a conference room a little small small conference room in a hotel in Belfast and yeah. going and sitting and watching them there instead um, and it grew you know into grew something and grew much, and grew much bigger
2: to yeah. being conventions
0: yeah I mean it grew into conventions for me uh, so yeah, how that progressed was uh, a friend of mine, well, who is now a friend of mine rather, um, he heard that I was running these things. He, d- he didn't really watch Xena, but he came along. And I remember the first one he came along to was um, the what's called the Reingold trilogy. Um, it's a series where, uh, you know, the Beowulf story, mm-hmm. um, it was Xena episodes based around that. There's three of them. Okay. And those were the episodes that I was showing at the time. Um, and that was the one that he came to with his girlfriend at the time. And came up and started talking to me and he said he was thinking about doing the same thing for Farscape because he was really into Farscape at the time so I continued running Xena Uh, he started running Farscape video nights so he got episodes of Farscape and did the same thing, anyone who fans of Farscape did that Uh, then the two of us got together and decided to run Buffy and Angel video nights so once Buffy got cancelled we did Angel and uh, Smallville videos and then Think yeah that that's when it progressed into the conventions. Uh, we got to know people in the UK convention scene because mm-hmm. the first the first convention I ever went to was Xena. It was a Xena, Star Fury, uh, Charites of War they called it, in 1999. So I met Ted Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell, and Robert Tribor, who was more actually in Hercules than Zena, but yeah, he, he wasn't both of them. So those those were the three actors. And that was my first ever convention in 1999. So. I got to know some of the convention organizers over there. We both did, and then we ran. We we started bringing actors over to Belfast to make you know personal appearances and do sign autographs and yeah. photos and that sort of thing. The first actor we brought over was Virginia Hay mm-hmm. from Farscape. From Farscape, and she loves doing cons. Yeah, she does. I, I've seen her at the. She was at gallifrey one. Yeah, there recently. She's um, always there, every yeah. year. Um. A funny story about how I ended up doing her showreel because I, I put together this before she come on uh, to do her Q&A session. I put together a little sh- uh, sort of intro video yeah. of all her work. So things from uh, she was in, was it Living Daylight? She was in a Bond film, uh, obviously lots of Farscape stuff yeah. and, you know, a few other films and TV shows and stuff that she did that I found around the place. And she was so impressed by that. She asked me, she was trying to move to the U.S. to do... Um, you know, because it was filmed in Australia. Yeah, so yeah. So she was trying to break in, you know, move, move to L.A. and break into the U.S. Yeah. And she asked me to put together a showreel for her. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, I made use of my NTSC video <laughs> at that time because I was able to do it in PAL. All my stuff was PAL and then convert it to NTSC before I sent it over to her. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting enough. Wow.
2: So, I mean, that really answers my next question was how have you integrated your, ge- your fanboyism into your life?
0: I mean, it's a huge part of your life. It really is now. Um, We progressed on to Buffy and Angel conventions. We brought a lot of actors from Buffy and Angel over. Uh, Then we did um, Firefly conventions. So we've had Jonathan Woodward and Jill State uh, for Firefly events. And at the minute, we're running Doctor Who events. Which would make
2: sense since you're over in the UK area.
0: Yeah, the convention scene in the UK has changed a lot over the years, and it's... It's it's sort of, you know, the the interesting convention comes and goes. I know Comic-Con, is it just grows endlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, with the convention scene in the UK, uh, and especially, well, in Ireland there is none. There's really just us, or there was for a long time. There's a couple of other people now trying to start up in Northern Ireland, but for us it was just us for a long time. Yeah. But in the UK... um,
2: Now, your cons are only in...
0: In Belfast, yeah. That's that's all we ever did, yeah. Yeah. We helped out with a friend running conventions in Dublin. He ran a Star Trek one down there. But uh, anything we've run always been Belfast. Yeah. And uh, just within the UK, you know, th- th- there's a lot more people on the scene now and a lot more choice for people. So all the events are getting more expensive because there's less people going to them. So to get the quality of event that you need, the organisers have to charge more money to yeah. be able to afford to pay for the same sort of event with less people paying for it, yeah, and all this sort of thing, and it, it's getting quite difficult over there now to run anything, yeah. Um, but we were we were running when it was something that you know pe- people didn't have access to celebrities on Twitter yeah. at that time either. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, you can just go online and send. Uh, you know, one of your favorite actors in some TV show, an email or a, a tweet, and yeah. get some sort of response from them, or you know, hear all the stuff that they they post on Facebook. Yeah. Um. So going to conventions was a way to not only meet people, but meet the actors and
2: and find out what's going on and find out
0: what's going on all that sort of thing but that's sort of been lost now because you can most people can just do that and everything changes yeah Yeah. and you have to accept everything changes I mean you you just work with what you know you just adapt you just adapt because some conventions tried not to they tried to maintain that old school and cult TV was one of them it was Mm. there there was a, a series of conventions called cult TV and the guy, he really persevered trying to keep that going, yeah. And I wish he could have because it, it was a really good convention, but it just sort of fizzled out, which was a shame,
2: yeah. But. Yeah, cool. Um, you pretty much answer all my questions now. Uh, if you were a big Xena fan, were you into Hercules?
0: Not as much, um, which is something Kevin Sorbo would uh, he'd be quite uh, you know, he's always quite publicly had a thing about Xena being more successful than yeah. his, um, his thing but no it, for some reason because Xena got her
2: start right so you've yeah, seen the episodes with Xena in yes I've,
0: I've seen the Hercules because Hercules was there first yeah and then she was in the Hercules TV movies and when I got promoted to series yeah. she was in I think the pilot episode and she made crossovers and a few others yeah but I have all the Hercules episodes there I just haven't got around to watching them yet do you have them on DVD now or do you still have them on your old VHS um I think I have most of them on DVD. Digital. Yeah, I think I have most of them on DVD because, yeah, I, I, bu- I bought them when I was over here um, in the US because they were, I don't think they were released at the time in the UK. Yeah. So I bought a, a heavy suitcase Come back that time with a box <laughs> set of Xena and Hercules. I think I have three different copies of Xena on DVD, the entire thing from start to finish, three times yeah. on DVD. So,
2: now, do you still go back and watch it?
0: Not as much as I really would like to. I should do it more. Because, so, I mean, it's still close to your heart. It's still yeah, your favourite
2: Yeah. Of all genre TV shows,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still I, when I'm cleaning out my house, I find all this stuff that I'm just I refuse to throw out. I, yeah. I, my car keys still have a chakra on it, the little keychain. Yeah. Um, if there was Xena conventions in the UK, I would be going to those. Yeah. Um, somebody tried to run one, uh, you know, a very very small one here yeah. last year, but it just didn't work out. So no, it's it's still it's still something that.
2: That's cool.
0: That
2: I love so that, that is cool. Mm-hmm. It's such an unusual, that's an unusual giant, uh, show to like because I know mm-hmm. millions of people loved it. Yeah, um it's yeah, just it, not one of the. It, it's not one of the f- ones you think of that pops in your head first.
0: Yeah, that yeah. you know, it, it was a top rate. As far as I know, it was a top rated in, in the US at the time. Oh, it
2: was huge. Yeah, because, I remember yeah. those days back. Yeah. I just never. Wa- I just. I don't know why I never watched it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I love. I enjoyed it, and I honestly, I should go back and I should watch it from mm-hmm. the beginning again and just kind of. Yeah. You know, watch it. Well, maybe you should start a Xena podcast.
0: Yeah, I wonder. You know, I've never even looked to see if there's anything I yeah. there. do. Do one episode a... by
2: episode? Yeah. Man, you'd have like years and years <laughs> worth of podcasting there. I really could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know enough about it. Find your friend, you know, find someone who knows. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's listeners out there who would love mm. to have a Xena podcast.
0: Okay. Yeah, because one of the earliest mailing lists, it was XenaNet in the UK, one of the earliest mailing lists that I joined. Um, again, before bulletin board—well, not the original text-based bulletin board yeah. systems, you know—but before Facebook and MySpace and all those sort of social networks and yeah. ways of getting information, um, it was mailing lists. You signed up, you sent your email address off, and then everybody got the email that you posted to it. Yeah. Um what well, they've just finally transferred onto Facebook—they have a Facebook group, but it still existed. And I'm seeing like faces now that I've never seen before because oh, it's, it's funny. people that you know in the '90s that I had you corresponded with but- you know corresponded with and i've never seen them um until now that they're on facebook or people that i have seen at conventions yeah. and it's like yeah i remember you that's funny so yeah very very sort of got a, a new lease of life now that it's, <laughs> it's uh they've well they haven't changed it. the mail list is still there but now that they're all on facebook
2: yeah that's cool very cool all right well i think that's about it okay thanks uh for joining me very interesting stuff and uh if you do get that xena podcast going let me know definitely i'll probably want yeah. them helping you so <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let all our listeners know if he does get that going okay. um yeah and if you guys are interested in the Xena podcast email me at confessionsofafanboy at gmail.com and let me know and i'll pass on the information to thomas so uh thanks again for joining me i appreciate it no problem all right that's gonna do it for this episode of confessions of a fanboy be sure to check us out all over the internet you can find our main website at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com there you can find show notes I normally have a, a short bio on my guest so definitely check that out you can also follow us on twitter at fanboypodcast you can follow me uh, the host Kenny at geekyfanboy we also have a facebook page you can go to www.facebook.com slash of a fanboy and head over there and like us we also appreciate if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review, preferably a five-star. And if you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode, please email me at confessionsofafanboy at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and remember, say it loud, say it proud. Confessions of a Fanboy.
1: The critics, audience, and fans alike demanded BOY! So Geeks the Musical returns to the right-act repertory theater in Hollywood this summer. Geeks the Musical is exactly like the experience that is the Comic-Con, and it gets better and more amazing each time you visit. This regeneration has both new and old faces to phaser-blast their way into your hearts with a brand new beat and more than Fantastic Four moves to match. We're betting you're going to want to cosplay us at the next con. Geeks the Musical Redo, playing at the Wright-Act Repertory Theater in Hollywood, June 9th through July 8th, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Tickets available at geeksthemusical.com or plays411.com and brownpapertickets.com. Hoop rates available. B-Square, be there! Join Geeks the Musical now at geeksthemusical.com or voice us your reservations at 323-469-3113. That's 323-469-3113. All characters portrayed are fictional even though you see them daily at the top. Fantasy and sci-fi physics still do not work, though a lot of fun to try. Use time turns will void your admission ticket. Repeated explosion geeks will result in rapid exhalations accompanied by sounds similar to repeatedly saying ha! Ah. See our website for the latest character hit point levels and spellcasting required. Geeksthemusical.com. All rights reserved.
2: Alienation, the newcomer's podcast is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock.
1: And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV.
2: Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past.
1: We're fans just like you, so join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosifitv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute, isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5?
2: Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5.
1: What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas.
2: I don't carry anyone's luggage, though.
1: And me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV.
2: Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate.
1: And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas... Where would you find one of those?
2: Mm,
0: Craigslist?
2: Oh. See what I have to deal with? Confessions of a Fanboy is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.